Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and today we will be speaking with two representatives from the North Fulton Community Improvement District. Founded in 2003, the North Fulton Community Improvement District has been the catalyst for positive change throughout North Fulton County by investing in an even more vibrant and sustainable community. I'm excited to introduce our two guests. First, we have Carrie Armstrong, Pope and Land Real Estate, who also serves as the chairman of the board of the Community Improvement District. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. We also have Kristen Winsler with the North Fulton CID. Kristen, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. We have several questions for our panelists today and are eager to get started on this great conversation. So let's start with telling our listeners a little bit about you and what you do currently. Kristen, since you are the lady at the table, we're going to ask you to go first. Tell us a little bit about what you do and what got you to this point with the CID. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I actually started in the world of CIDs as a graduate student. I was getting a dual master's in business and public administration at Kennesaw State University, and I was studying public-private partnerships, which is something that the CID excels at being. So I actually interviewed several CID uh executives. I did not interview Carrie, but I interviewed uh, the former North Fulton CID executive director at the time when I was a student. And I perfect timing, I graduated and there was an open position, a new position for the North Fulton CID. And they, uh, Carrie let them hire me, thankfully. And I've been there uh, just over eight years now. I'm currently the program director. So I'm in charge of kind of the day-to-day operations, making sure our program is running smoothly, whether it's a pro- whether it's one of our projects or our programs, uh, keeping the board informed and also making sure that they get as many updates as they want. <laughs> very good. Well, I know you guys have tons of programs going on, so I imagine that keeps you very busy. Carrie, how about you? You kind of dabble in a number of different things aside from your day job. Well, I do, but uh, primarily uh, I'm focused in real estate and the things that make real estate investments better, like the communities where they're located. Uh, I got involved in real estate in Atlanta in 1988 and then very quickly migrated to the the development side. And as uh, you're probably aware, the funding for community improvement districts is a a voluntary increase in property taxes from commercial property. And so the notion of uh, creating a CID for North Fulton County benefited a lot of our company's investments, and uh, it made sense to have a seat on the board. So uh, that's how I kind of evolved into the the combination of being an evil developer and involved in the the CID, although I wish Kristen would – give me more credit for hiring her because she's absolutely brilliant and I'd like the world to think that it was all my doing. So uh, I'd like to make that correction right now on the air. I believe you have. It's now official. Kristen, everyone knows you're brilliant and um, that you're taking care of the place. All because of Carrie. So that's good that we've cleared that up. Carrie, you mentioned taxes and I know that's something that confuses people how CIDs are run or operated and paid for. Um, And it kind of obviously boggles the mind that folks would would raise their own taxes, but there are so many good reasons to do that once you hear what, what they can do. Kristen, maybe you can enlighten us a little bit about what the CID actually is and how it works 
for North Fulton? How is it operated and, and what is your district, if you will? Sure, sure. So the North Fulton uh, Community Improvement District, you'll hear us say CID for short. There are about 26 CIDs in the metro area. Uh, we obviously think we're the best one. Uh, like Callie said, we were founded in 2003. We're actually uh, one of the originals. Uh, so we've been around a long time. Uh, the CID, technically, it's a special purpose tax district, uh, but essentially it's really a uh, commercial property owners like Carrie who want to invest in their area and they want to have more control over that investment than they have in the past. Uh, so we collect those taxes and we, uh, we leverage those funds to bring more funds to the area, especially funds that maybe would not have come to the area without the CID's initial support. Uh, for example, uh, we've been around since 2003, and in those 16 years, we've spent about $22 million of the CID's funds, uh, but we've brought about about $116 million of investment to the area. Again, that's investment that would not have come to this area without that initial support. Um, a lot of times we kickstart projects, you know, put that initial investment up so it's shovel-ready is what we call it. Uh, or we're the last mile funding where they just need a little bit more to get over the the hill so they can really get the project started. So that's something that the CID has really uh, been very successful with over uh, the last several years. Well, it sounds like since you all were founded in 2003, you've parlayed what you've put into it into six times that amount. So obviously something to be proud of as as you look back at at what you've done, but also what you brought to North Fulton. And, and obviously the growth here has been incredible, much due to the support of y'all. So one of the things that we've seen as we've grown is that as people have moved here, we've had a little bit of an increase of traffic. I think we can all agree that, that we see a lot of cars on the road. And I know that one of the things that that the CID, as well as numerous people um, in, a, in a rather wide area, are working with is the idea of connected vehicles and the changes that are going to come very soon, really all over the world, but we're hoping that to be part of that. So connected vehicles will allow pedestrians, bicyclists, and vehicles to connect to each other, helping with safety and mobility issues. And I know, Carrie, could you maybe tell us a little bit, I know the CID has invested in some connected vehicle technology for the district, but it really is bigger than that, is it not? It really is, and uh, it's an exciting uh, time, actually, to be involved in, in all of these discussions. Uh, the advances in, in technology and transportation technology and automobiles and buses and things that move on the roads uh, is happening so quickly, and there are tremendous benefits to be gained uh, and by taking advantage of the, the advances in technology. And one of those is the notion of connected vehicles, not to be confused with autonomous vehicles. But the automobile manufacturers all around the world have programs in which they're installing devices so that the automobiles can talk to each other, uh, know where each other is or are, uh, have a sense of what their intentions are, and help to smooth traffic uh, and avoid collisions. Uh, the next step really is giving the automobiles and the vehicles on the road the opportunity to speak to the traffic signals, uh, which at first sounds a little bit silly, but when you start to think of the immediate benefits that come from that and the ways to use that technology, the greatest example, uh, well, the, the first and foremost on the list is public safety. So, for example, if uh, a fire engine has the ability to communicate with the traffic signals on its route to a fire uh, and turn those signals green, then it has green lights all the way to the fire. On average, uh, that's a savings of 12 seconds per intersection. 
on an average run that's a savings of 60 seconds from dispatch to arrival and 60 seconds is absolutely critical in the event of a heart attack or a stroke or an accident or a fire uh, and unfortunately uh, other calamities like um, uh, drug overdoses and things like that 60 seconds can make all the difference in the world so what the CID has done is uh, to partner with the city of Alpharetta primarily, who already had a program uh, in development to uh, install uh, signal preemption technology in most of their intersections for the fire department. Uh, we decided to take it a step further and make it a broader program and also a higher capacity program uh, so it has more uh, day one features uh, when they're installed, and uh, by the end of this year, there should be 125 intersections in and around Alpharetta that have this technology in the actual signals. Uh, and then the, the communities can decide how to deploy it. And I think the first stop would be uh, for uh, signal preemption for fire departments, but also automobiles, even if you don't have it in your car, you can have it in your phone in an app, and uh, it will actually talk to the to the signal and tell you what it's about to do, tell you if you have enough time to make the light, tell you if somebody's going to run a red light. Uh, it's a lot more information. It's not driving your car, but it's giving you a lot more robust actual information about what's happening at that intersection. So it's a savings of it's a safety savings. Uh, it's a great boon to our first responders, and uh, it's a traffic smoothing savings as well. And to your point, connected vehicles are not the same as autonomous vehicles, but certainly having the connected vehicles and the technology for that is sort of a first step in that direction um, as we all sort of acclimate to what the future is bound to hold, correct? Yeah, if you take it a logical step forward, if, if you have the ability for the traffic signal to tell your car that the light is going to turn red and you don't have enough time to make it, mm -hmm. uh, it's a logical next step that at some point the traffic signal to tell your car to put on the brakes right? Uh, rather than informing the driver. Uh, that's not going to happen immediately, certainly. There's a lot more work to be done, but this is a necessary first step to getting to that world and be ready to play in it. And uh, actually, I think when this is uh, deployed, the bigger picture uh, throughout the metro area is to have uh, as many as a thousand contiguous intersections from the airport all the way to Alpharetta with this technology in it. Uh, and when that is accomplished, it'll be the largest full deployment of this technology in the world. In the world. In the world. And the automobile manufacturers uh, are, are recognizing that and beginning to focus on Georgia and um, Metro Atlanta. And because we're early, uh, the North Fulton area as a leader worldwide in advancing this technology. Well, and it's very exciting that the epicenter, if you will, would be in North Fulton. Absolutely. That's really exciting and obviously something to uh, definitely keep keep on the front of our minds as we look forward is the technology that we all know is coming. We're already seeing it in our homes. So um, it's certainly a matter of time. And the safety aspect, I think, is incredibly important to all of us who sometimes can be a little bit distracted and having the ability to have that kind of, of communication in the car is really important. Um, so the Fult North Fulton CID really is doing a lot of different things, but at its heart, at its primary purpose is a lot of infrastructure. 
Kristen, I know that you all have done a number of different projects up to date. You've got some new ones coming up. And I'm just curious, um, I'm going to tell you that I think the most beautiful bridge in the whole state happens to be Encore Bridge. And that is um, definitely one that if you look at it, you don't know it's a bridge, you kind of want to stroll over it, you feel like you're, you know, in a scenic um, area, if you will. Is that that was a CID project, correct? It was. It was led by the CID. Uh, I believe uh, the whole conversation started in 2007. Uh, we actually did a study, an LCI, Livable Centers Initiative study, uh, in partnership with the Atlanta Regional Commission and the city of Alpharetta to look at the North Point area. As you all know, in Metro Atlanta, kind of the general mall, you know, that that uh, big building with lots of, you know, stores in it. It's a it's a little bit of a dinosaur and a lot of people aren't shopping in that way anymore. A lot of people are shopping online. E-commerce is huge. Uh, so the city wanted to make sure that they were kind of getting on the front end of it. You know, this is a really large commercial area for our district. How can we make sure it's still viable? So they did this big study. Um, and what came out of it, one of the big things was there's this big piece of infrastructure, the Encore Parkway Bridge, which uh, at the time, if you saw it before, it just had two lanes, uh, one going in each direction, no sidewalk. Um, but it was, it connected, uh, the east and the west side of Georgia 400 uh, in pretty significant areas. You had the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater on one side, and then you had the big mall on the other with all of the dining, and and there was really no way to get across it. You know, Georgia 400 is kind of the sea in the middle of of, of North Fulton. So how do we how do we fix that? And so one of the first things that was mentioned was to fix this bridge, uh, which needed to be replaced. It was going to be replaced, but GDOT was going to put back what was already there, just two lanes, no sidewalk. Uh, so what we did was we took it one step further. Uh, we got an Atlanta uh, Regional Commission uh, LCI grant uh, for $4 million. Uh, the city of Alpharetta pitched in. We got a Georgia Transportation Infrastructure Bank grant, a GTIB grant uh, from the State Road and Tollway Authority, uh, lots of partners, uh, and the CID really was spearheading this uh, to make it happen, to make it a reality. Um, and what you're, you've got is a, a $19 million beautiful bridge that is very much very, very useful. It's a very mm-hmm. user-friendly bridge. You can walk across it. It has lighting. It has landscaping. Um, but it's also spurring a lot of economic growth in that area as well. If you've uh, been keeping up with all of the the great changes and the great attention going on at North Point Par- Mall right now, um, I'm not going to say that Encore Parkway is the reason for that, but we definitely think it helps. You know, it helps bring attention to that area, um, an area which, you know, 10 years ago they were worried about, and now it's thriving, and there's so much excitement surrounding it. Um, and so that's, again, just a way that the CID has helped, you know, has been a part of that area. Well, and I think back to your point, the collaboration of the CID with whether it be an LCI project or whether it be as one of the cities or the ARC, the CID is is very important from a collaborative aspect to be able to work with other organizations. And I'm sure, I mean, clearly the chamber's part of that as well um, in working with you. But I think the fact that you're able to do things that others cannot and really uh, kind of makes you the closer in some of the deals and certainly the impetus in others. As you mentioned, the the Encore Bridge, um, it's at that very spot that the LCI is going to take place down on that end of the mall. So I just, I think it's a really cool thing. You guys are doing a number of different things and I know have over time. The other one that I do want you to share either of you is that West side, the, the last stretch of West side parkway. I think as someone who uses that all the time, I think that's incredible. I, I realized that it wasn't always there, but sometimes we forget and don't remember that it used to be a lot harder to get places. Um, now West side is almost I mean, part of our daily lives. 
Yeah, so. that, actually, there's a lot of history to that. One of the reasons our CID was created in the first place was to do something about the bridge down at Polkilla Creek, <clears throat> uh, which is actually on the line between Alpharetta and, Ros- Ros- uh, Alpharetta and Roswell. Uh, and that was one of the two reasons that we created ourselves, was to get that problem fixed and then to complete Westside Parkway. And uh, because at that time, there was nothing on that side of 400 that was a secondary artery that really ran a significant length of, of the road. Um, and as time progressed and, and the economy went up and down, we reached a point where the opportunity to um, to actually complete Westside Parkway from uh, Old Milton on up to Windward Parkway mm-hmm. was going to get away from us. Uh, it was not. It was owned privately. It was not in the city's hands or anybody's hands. And uh, the CID, along with the city and the Chamber of Commerce and others, realized that we could not let that opportunity get away. So we ganged up on it, as we often do. And we <laughs> hey, I say collaborate. We don't say gang up on here. Okay, well, we ganged up on it. You collaborate. I like I, it. I, I like it. <laughs> and uh, we, we it got to a point where we realized that there was a shortfall. Uh, there just wasn't enough money. We were in a hurry to make sure that this was protected. Uh, there was a shortfall to get it done, and that's when the CID stepped in and said, well, we'll make up the financial difference to make that to make that work. So... It was a great example of, of, as you said, collaboration uh, that really involved the CID, it involved the Chamber of Commerce, it involved the city, it involved GDOT, it involved several banks who right. owned the land. I mean, it it, uh, uh, it took a lot of friend-making uh, in the process, but ultimately we've learned that uh, by collaborating with all of those uh, different entities in any project, uh, ARC, other chambers, other CIDs, uh, if we really do work together to solve it, there's not a lot we can't get done. Yeah, I, not to be corny, but you're not just a, a bridge builder in literal <laughs> translation, but also We're with the, the collaborations. Yeah. Correct, yeah. correct. And I would be remiss if I did not mention Carrie Armstrong is a founding board member of the North Fulton CID. That is that's a big deal because it is it is tough to ask people to raise their taxes uh, for an organization that doesn't exist yet. And, yeah, and he it, did that. <laughs> it's an interesting conversation to start. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, mean, I imagine. you voluntarily raise your property taxes, those usually don't go very good the first two or three times. No, I'm not sure that yes. those people return calls, actually. So that's well, awesome. Sometimes they don't. But now we've got, <laughs> what, 17 years? Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. 17 years uh, of proof. We can, we mm-hmm. can point to things that would not exist had it not been for the help of the CID. And all of those things uh, contribute to a better quality of life for the community. And businesses respond to that. They, they see the improvement in um, their ability to hire. They see the improvement in their ability uh, for their employees to get around mm-hmm. to and from work. And uh, it's an easier sell today than it was, <laughs> than it was uh, 17 years ago. Well, and I think we've obviously seen the uh, the advantage of it in what you've done today. So let's talk about the future a little bit. Um, it's not that you're resting on your laurels in any way, shape, or form. I know of two major projects that you've got going between Winward and Davis. So I, can you guys tell me a little bit about what you see in the next year or two? Kristen, maybe you'd be a good person to take a stab at it. Yeah, absolutely. We always have several projects kind of in varying stages of completion. Uh, right now, uh, the Winward project you mentioned is our Winward Phase 2 project. So if you're out in Winward Parkway and you see dirt moving and lots of people working, uh, we apologize for the 
the uh, delay, but uh, the project is on time, it's on schedule, uh, and it will be delivered uh, by the end, of, by the middle of next year. Um, when we're phase two is, uh, so about, I would say maybe five years ago, we looked at the Windward Parkway area as a whole, you know, what can we do to help improve? There's a lot of traffic, right. there's a lot of people, um, there's also a lot of businesses, a lot of big, you know, HP is up there, lots of right. HP, Verizon, lots of uh, big giant companies that have a lot of employees, and they want to retain those employees. And when it takes an employee 20 minutes to get to, you know, uh, Fiberger for lunch, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we looked at that area, and we actually or burger fries, sorry, y'all. Uh, we looked at that area and we found that it was a, a, a big investment. So we broke it up into two pieces. So we opened up Windward Parkway Phase 1 a few years ago, uh, which is off of the northbound exit ramp going onto Windward Parkway going eastbound. Uh, we opened a free-flowing right turn lane. So it was a single right turn. It's now a double. And that right turn, that lane goes all the way to uh, North Point Parkway and then drops off. Uh, so we're going to do something similar going uh, left now, going westbound uh, off the northbound exit ramp. Uh, when you go onto Windward Parkway, it'll be a triple left instead of a, a an individual uh, or a double left, and then we'll actually add a third turn or a third lane to receive that going all the way to Deerfield, and then add a uh, add a double left turn lane going from Wimmer Parkway to Westside Parkway, so going back down south. Um, and it's actually interesting uh, when we initially uh, looked at this project, that was actually only going to be a single left turn lane um, because the traffic didn't warrant having a double. Well, uh, fast forward a couple of years, you have Avalon opened up to the south. Yes. You have um, Fiserv that went in, you have Halyard Health, so you have so many people making that turn now that we actually had to reevaluate and do it. And thank you to the flexibility of the CID, um, again, in partnership with the city and with the county, uh, we were able to make that change pretty uh, pretty effortlessly, and now there's going to be a double left turn. Uh, so again, just uh, being able to um, invest in that area and really make that, you know, not take 20 minutes to get to lunch for those people up there. Um, we've also got, uh, like you mentioned, Davis Drive. Uh, we're actually in the right-of-way acquisition phase right now for that project. It's a partnership with the uh, city of Alpharetta and some of the other um, uh, some of the other owners around that area. Uh, we're looking to connect it. Um, if you're familiar uh, with Davis Drive right now, where it currently it currently ends, it's over there off of Mansell, right when you get off at uh, Mansell, off of uh, the intersection, uh, off of the interchange. Excuse me. You hit Davis Drive uh, going. Uh, westbound. And right now it ends at, uh, there's a Papado up there, a couple of restaurants, Sam's Club. You would Club. turn right there at Ray's, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So right now it, it dead ends. And, and uh, there's a lot of people actually, there's a, uh, the cooler, which is an ice skating rink. Uh, there's a lot of people kind of, I would say illegally making that connection. Uh, and it's, there's actually a safety issue. There were a couple, uh, accidents, uh, a few years ago. So, uh, we've been really involved in trying to, uh, punch that connection through and it would come out and, uh, be right next to Top Golf and uh, at the uh, intersection at Sanctuary Park. So that's kind of a, a new connection uh, that would help, especially some of those really, really bad intersections uh, like West Side of Mansell. Um, you know that if you've been there at five o'clock, it's, yeah. it's awful. I go that way to get my kids at daycare. It's rough. Uh, so this would help be a, a new connection that would alleviate some of that. Which is amazing because if you think about, again, it's, it doesn't just affect the people in the district, if you will, because it, it affects so many of us who travel through there. And I know exactly the intersection you're talking about. And that helps with Roswell and Alpharetta, um, folks going that way, whether it be for family, as you mentioned, or for, you know, to try and get home. And then on the other side, on the Deerfield end, affecting both Milton and Alpharetta. So, you know, it's great because it really is hitting all those contiguous cities and helping everybody who travels within that area, whether you live or work there or not. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that's something great. The CID, we don't see city lines. Right. You know, we're we're an organ. We see we have our own boundaries, but we have Alpharetta, Roswell, and Milton within those. So if it's in our boundary, we can do it. Um, one of the great things, a uh, great story I like to tell uh, that Carrie was involved in when we were talking about that West Side Parkway bridge. It wasn't getting done. Half of it was in Roswell. Half was in Milton, or excuse me, half was in Alpharetta. And so you had these two cities that both wanted this project done, but no one was willing to take ownership of it sure. because they would, you know, trying to push it off to the other person. It's expensive. So, yeah. Again, yeah. So that's something that the CID was able to jump in and take ownership of the project. And we're able to do that, especially on projects on Windward and Mansell, where you have, you know, half of the roadway in one city and half of the roadway in the other. And sometimes they're on different sides of the road. Uh, Windward is, is kind of famous for that if you uh, know city boundaries. So uh, it's been interesting and exciting. And ha- we're happy to be able to make those improvements without having to really uh you know dig down deep on which city are we in oh we have to talk to this person you know we have good relationships with all and we're able to make get it done yeah and i would challenge i mean most of the human beings don't understand where one city line ends and another begins or a county line we Mm. all work within that in such a fluid motion that i don't think any of us really notice that so i think that's that's brilliant um so how do we find out more information about the cid is there a contact information or website that they can go to to maybe learn a little bit about the CID if this intrigued them? Yes. Uh, so www.northfultoncid.com. Uh, and there is a phone number on there. Um, it will come right to me. So I'd be happy to tell you as much as you want to know about the CID. Be careful, though. I can go on for a long time. Uh, so we have because we have a lot of great things going on. Um, and one of the great things also, if you do see, you know, improvements going on or you see construction, and you don't know what it is, you can always call us and we can tell you, you know, what's going on. If we don't know, we usually can can find someone that does, um, especially if it's near your business um, or your property. We want to make sure that, you know, you're getting all the information that you need of what's happening around you because there's a lot going on. So we understand it, it's hard to, to keep sure. up with. At all. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with all of them. Mm-hmm. So, well, another I have- way that, that uh, the public is welcome to, to participate in. Typically, if we're involved in a major project, there's a lot of outreach mm-hmm. uh, and uh, listing sessions, uh, surveys. We, we give people a chance to ask questions and give us their input. We're always open to suggestions. Uh, but typically, we meet the first Tuesday of every month. Our board. Uh, at 7.30 uh, in your office, as you well know. At the uh, chamber, yes. At the chamber. Uh, and those are public meetings. So if you're willing to get up at 7.30 or earlier and get to a meeting at 7.30 and sit in on the board and watch us deliberate, they're public. Uh, occasionally we cancel a meeting because of schedule problems. But for the most part, every every first Tuesday of the month, we're there at 7.30. And we have Chick-fil-A. So. <laughs> right. Uh-oh, you just did it. Yeah. Here they all come. But we only have so many seats. That's so. right. Yeah. That is true. I have to stand. <laughs> well, I wanted to give you both an opportunity, sort of some parting words, if there's anything that, that I did not ask you that you want to make sure that people know about the CID. Carrie, I'm going to go to you first, since you obviously have been the uh, board member since 2003 and helped create this organization. Well, I think it's it's just important for everyone to know that sometimes there's confusion. Whenever you talk about tax dollars and property tax dollars, there's confusion. But to the general public, uh, it's important to know that it's only the commercial property owners that pay this incremental tax uh, increase. Uh, we actually started with three mills as an increase when we were created, and we have never moved it up. We are still That's incredible. Three mills. Uh, and we could go much higher, but uh, we, we're very disciplined in our work. Um, so this is really the commercial property owners taking that extra step to make things possible that wouldn't otherwise be. 
Uh, we don't take the place of the governments or the cities or the county. They do what they do, but to do things the way we want it to be done, the community wants it to be done, sometimes it takes a little more or it takes somebody to jumpstart it, and that's why we're there. Got it. Well, I uh, certainly have seen all of the things that, that you've done and, and those commercial property owners, I think we all owe a thank you to, because as we've just pointed out, it's benefited all of us who, who live in, in the district and in the region. It's, it's, as I said, it's bigger than just a single area. Kristen, how about you as the program manager of an infinite number of programs that are going on? I would have to say I need to give just a huge thank you to our partners. You know, we, everything that we do, we have partners. We don't like to do things by ourselves. We have the city usually is involved, the state, the county, even, uh, we have a really good relationship with them and we appreciate them letting us help them and they, they help us and we help them. It really is a mutual benefit. Um, and we have, uh, like Carrie said, our, um, membership, our, they really just want to see investment. They want to see the value of this area increase. Um, and Carrie, as well as the other board members, we have a 10-member board. They're all paying members of the CID. Um, and I think that's important to know that the people who are, you know, making those financial decisions for our organization are the ones paying into it. And that, that's an important uh, distinction, I think. Um, but again, we couldn't do what we do without our partners like the cities, like the chamber. Y'all have been a great partner for us as well. Um, so uh, again, it really is a, it really is a team effort, everything that we do. And I think it's important for, for all of us to sit down at the table and, and, you know, hash out whatever problems come along. I agree. And I appreciate very much the work of the North Fulton CID and the work of both of you. Thank you for being my guest here today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit GNFCC400insider.com. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, visit GNFCC.com. And until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright. And this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. 